0: Recently, and I don't know what the heck to do with it. I mean, it's really pretty, (laughs) but I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it is real pretty. Um, It's got a picture of that apple on the back with somebody. You know, anytime you have that, everybody knows you got to be cool. So, I got the apple and the whole thing, I don't know what to do with it. So it doesn't have the on font. So all the, you know, when you put the Sanskrit transliteration in it, it comes out, Krishna is Kenya. You know, it's, it's all weird, and I, I can't get it, so I'm going to have to appeal to some of you that have more brains to, to do that. But maybe I'll find, I was thinking I could use it. It, like for notes, you know, like that. But I, I can't copy out of the database the Sanskrit transliterations. Mm-hmm. It doesn't recognize the, uh, you know, what do you call it? Maybe um, yeah, because it's set for a
1: certain yeah, The
0: diacritics.
2: Diacritics. Yeah. Diacritics
0: make it, do, do weird things. Mm-hmm. So you need the Balaram font to do that, which is an ISCON developed font. And in Windows, you can pull that off the internet like, just like that. But you, I don't know how to do, I've tried it with, uh, anyway. All right, so um, we're gonna talk about, uh, first of all, I I find, these are some, some verses that I found very interesting. And it turned out to be almost all of them. <laughs> I mean, when you're dealing with Bhagavad Gita, how do you choose a verse that you're going to leave out? You know, Twelfth chapter is, is much shorter fewer verses. So it's easy. We went through every one of them because every one of them was just. So I'm going to try. But uh, I found it interesting. Uh, the verse one through three. So, and to save time. You know, it's, it's actually one and two. Yeah, one and two are together. It's uh, interesting. You've got Arjuna's question and Krishna's answer together in one. You know, most of the time Prabhupada had it the question in the next verse of the answer. But he felt it important. To have Arjuna's question and our, and Krishna's answer together in one verse. So Arjuna said, and by the way, any questions at any time, okay? Stop at any time. So Arjuna said, "Oh, my dear Krishna, I wish to know about prakriti, nature, purusha, the enjoyer, and the field, and the nor know, the knower of the field, and any knowledge, and any object of knowledge." So Arjuna is asking about prakriti, nature. What is nature? Uh, what is the Purusha? Uh, the enjoyer. What and who is the enjoyer? And what is the field of enjoyment? These are that you can tell this is high-level thinking. A lot of people don't think about that, you know? The field of enjoyment. Uh, and the, the knowledge and the object of knowledge. So Krishna right away says, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, this body, O son of Kunti, is called the field. And one who knows this body is called the knower of the field. So uh, this is, uh, the field is the place of activity, the Chetra. You know, like Kuru Chetra. The Battle of Kuru Chetra, it was the place of activity for the Kuru's. So, the body is known as the Chetraga. Uh, gya You know. Okay. Um, let me see. How does how does that translate? Uh, the gya is the uh, the knower of the field. Uh, excuse me, I was wrong. The body is the Chetra. The soul is Chitragya, the knowledge, one who has knowledge of that body. So I'm going to read this entire purport because it's very important. Prabhupada uh, puts a lot of philosophy in here. So uh, Prabhupada says in the purport, Arjuna was inquisitive about Prakriti, nature, Purusha, the enjoyer, uh, chetra, the field, chetragya, the knower. And knowledge of the object, uh, excuse me, and knowledge of the object and the object of knowledge. When he inquired about all these, Krishna said that this body is called the field and that one who knows this body is called the knower of the field. This body is the field of activity for the conditioned soul. This is, this is where we do our activities, you know? So how, what activities does the body do? Basically, it attempts to enjoy through this field, you know, through the senses. Uh, and it generally incurs suffering. So that's what our, our body d- does for us. It gives us an opportunity to attempt to enjoy through the material senses, uh, which generally incur some sort of suffering, although we don't start out wanting to suffer. We start out wanting to enjoy. So um, we can get into that uh, further later on. Um, This body is is the field of activity for the conditioned soul. The conditioned soul is entrapped in material existence and he attempts to lord it over material nature. And so according to his capacity to dominate material nature, he gets a field of activity. What does that mean? What is Prabhupada saying here?
2: It's a particular body?
0: Yeah, according to your capacity to manipulate the material energy through what?
1: Your sensations.
0: Uh, and the desires within the mind, which cause activities. I desire to do something. I go and do it. Now that I've acted, there is a reaction. So as I've desired and acted, I've earned my next body. Krishna says uh, that in, 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 at birth, the living entity is assigned a body with a particular type of nose, particular type of ear, particular type of tongue, particular type of eye, according to these uh, desires that you had when you quit your previous body so your desires might add up to uh, being a dog or being a snake because those are it's not a punishment many people think you get a body as a punishment it's a reward based on your desires which create caused you to do certain activities so, yeah. question. based on the unfulfilled desires or based on the desires Ah, both. Fulfilled and unfulfilled. Actually, material desires are never really fulfilled. They're only hankering and then lamenting. You know? So we may think that they're fulfilled, but that fulfillment really isn't true fulfillment because it passes right on. Like, okay, that was great. What else you got? See, you don't feel like, ah. Like, even if you eat a big meal, you feel fulfilled. In a short time, you're going to be wondering, hey, what do you got to eat? You see? So, this is the nature of material, quote unquote, fulfillment. It doesn't last. See? But there is spiritual fulfillment, which is eternal, it doesn't have duration, it doesn't begin. You can experience it, it doesn't end. But it's there for us, it belongs to us, but we're separated uh, with our in our consciousness. We're separated from it. So, um, that field of activity is the body. And what is the body? The body is made of senses. The conditioned soul wants to enjoy sense gratification and according to his capacity to enjoy sense gratification, He is uh, is offered a body or a field of activity. See what I mean? According to your capacity, meaning uh, this is the the capacity created by your desires, your manipulation of the material energy through your desires and activities. Therefore, the body is called Chetra or the field of activity for the conditioned soul. Now, the person who identifies himself with the body is called Chitragya, the knower of the field. It is not very difficult to understand the difference between the field and its knower, the body and the knower of the body. Any person can consider that from childhood to old age he undergoes so many changes of body and yet is still one person remaining. Thus, there is a, different, a difference between the knower of the field of activities and the actual field of activities. There is a difference between the soul, the knower, and the field. You know, the vehicle that, that the soul uses to uh, pass his time trying to enjoy in the material world. You know? Thus, there is a difference between the knower of the field of activities and the actual field of activities. A, a living, conditioned soul can thus understand that he is different from the body. It is described in the beginning, dehinosmin. Dehinosmin, uh, that living entity is within the body, and that body is, in, is changing from childhood to boyhood and from boyhood to youth, and from youth to old age. And the person who owns the body knows that the body is changing. The owner is distinctly Chitragya. Sometimes we think, I am happy, I am man, I am woman, I am dog, I am cat. These are all bodily designations of the knower. But the knower is different from the body. This is the very first step in spiritual life. If we can't learn this, we cannot actually call ourselves spiritual. First step is to understand you are not your body. You are an eternal soul. You are completely different from this material perishable body. You are imperishable and this body is perishable limited you see if we can't go beyond that we can't learn we'll never get any kind of you know any kind of liberation you see yes
1: what do you think is the experience most people have that helps them or helps us transition from that state of mind that I am this body to I am not like what would be the experience that's common or is there a common experience
0: there are things that help Oh, uh, I kind of think that old age helps a little bit. <laughs> uh,
1: I wish surely I'm not this body. You know. I should not be attached to this.
0: I mean when you're young and you look in the mirror and you go, hey man, you've got it going on. This going to the gym is paying off, too. You know, really like that mustache too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know? And the coif, look at me, look at me, look at me. But as time goes by, the coif doesn't do you any good because your hair is gray and falling out. The mustache is silver and you look like a fool with it, you know. <laughs> you know, when the body is, you can go to the gym and the gym looks at you and says, Really? <laughs> You're okay. As long as you pay your monthly fee, you can come and do your thing and (laughs) look at this guy. You know, who's he kidding? So, yeah, but uh, the most common thing that will help us with this is mercy of Krishna's devotee. If you don't get the mercy of a devotee, how will you get it? Now, there may be other ways. I mean, but boy, there are few and far between. And
1: but, does that mean mercy of the devotee?
0: Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, huh. someone who knows. You know, someone who has learned you are not your body. Someone who's devoted to Krishna. Somebody who's gone past kindergarten, that kindergarten knowledge of you're not your body. See, it's just like so many times. Many of you have seen me ask this question to a room of people, uh, spiritual people. I say, show of hands, how many here believe you have a soul? Every hand goes in the air. You know, and then I say, all right, now tell me, who is this you that has a soul? You have a soul. So what the heck is a soul that you have? What pocket do you keep it in? You know, the soul is different from you because I am the body. So it's it's a knee-jerk reflex. I'm my body, you see. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like you don't, if you don't, uh, if you've never been taught by anybody uh, about calculus you're not expected to understand calculus. You know, if you've never studied calculus from a calculus teacher, then somebody who knows calculus can't call you a dummy. You just, well, I've never heard of this stuff. I don't even know what it does. Or trigonometry, or, you know, all these things. So many different. So, uh, but yet if you meet someone who, who knows the science of trigonometry and calculus like that, then they can impart that to you, you know, it's like when we've, uh, most of us, I don't know how it is now, but we're going through grade school, and we're learning two plus two is four, and you learn multiplication, division, and then you come to algebra. You open the book, and you say, what the heck is this? There's letters mixed in with the numbers, What is the you know this is craziness, but then in a short time it starts to make sense. You see, but in the beginning, whoa! I remember when I looked in the book, I thought, "You have got to be! I'll never learn this." You know, how do you mix letters and numbers? They don't go together. So, but actually, they do. So, uh, does that make is that answer your question? So we. Uh, by the mercy of Krishna, if you're sincere to God, I really want to to know you. Then, rather than him than him hitting you with a bolt of lightning, and you have this ah, uh, you know, he will send you one of his messengers. You know, he'll say, "Hey, go into the Get over there. Help her." You know.
1: Do you think it also happens as people become less enamored of the material world, that that also, that attachment to ones? No. You don't think that's a simultaneous or or happens parallel? This
0: becoming uh, less enamored with the material world, people do become less enamored with the material world, but they don't understand why and they think oh I can fix this we just need a new president or I need a new mayor or you know we need a new this we all my problems are because of him you know well he's recorded for everybody <laughs> although you know, uh, it's like right now in America I'm not a fan of the president you know I don't he's not somebody that I think highly of uh, but it, I'm kind of out of this political thing I'm not one or the other you know? you know Prabhupada was not a politician he didn't teach us to be politicians he taught us to be uh christnocrats mm-hmm. <laughs> you know.
1: Yes, I remember reading where he said democracy is demon crazy. Demon crazy. like that. Yeah.
0: So you get, you get above this, you know. So so being in that position, you can kind of look at one leader or another, whoever's in office, and you can you can kind of see what they're doing. And some of the thing I mean, it, but some of the things you look at and you think, oh, hey, this is this is pretty good. Well, wait a minute. Don't you hate that guy? Well, I don't hate anybody. I should I hate him? Is he doing a bad job? Well, uh, what about, uh, what, but is he doing a bad job? Well, 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 well you know, well, oh, but, okay, I understand you're emotional about it because you hate him. So, therefore, you've got the, the blinder of hate. It's like somebody can have the blinder of love. You know, a mother looks at her child even though he's a bad boy, but she, he's she's a good boy. He just had bad association. So, you know, the blinders of emotion. You see? The, the, uh, the veil of hate and the veil of love. I, I'd rather have the, the veil of love. You see? I think there's something we can find a love about all living entities. Everyone. I know we can. There's not. I'm not sure to say. I think I know we can, because every living entity is part and parcel of Krishna. Now they may be very confused right now as to their relationship to the world and the other living entities and to God, but they're part and parcel of Krishna. So, and as we learn in this uh, chapter, we should see the other living entities as. Spirit souls. In other words, as I said, that first step in spiritual realization is to get off of the bodily platform. You know, if I'm a white supremacist, I may see you as from Puerto Rico. Therefore, I don't like you. Well, what don't you like about him? Because he's from Puerto Rico. You're a Jew. Well, what don't you like about him? I just don't like Jews. I don't like black people. I don't like, well, why don't you like Jews? They're not black, they're white. Well, they're not. No, they're, you see what I mean? Because I hate, I can't even see the qualities of you. And the quality of you, the beauty of you, you see. There's a beauty to being Jewish, there's a beauty to being black or Puerto Rican or Mexican. But if I hate you, I'll never see it. Does that make any sense? Because I am in the bodily consciousness. I have never taken the very first baby step in the spiritual realization. Therefore, I have a tendency to hate. devotee doesn't hate. There's a a nice verse later on in this chapter that will kind of explain. Yeah.
2: In terms of what she said, uh, knowledge is important, reading the books, reading the books over and over again is important to learning that we're the soul. Because most of us are are stuck, not only in the material body, but the the subtle body. We think we're the false ego, we think we're the mind. He was just talking about, if you don't like people, you're in the mind and false ego. You have to be able to discriminate, so you have to have knowledge and you have to... I
0: don't like you. I don't like like your color. I don't like the smell of the spices you put in your food. I don't like your music. You know? had this one guy uh, in the Deep South one time. He was talking about one of his neighbors. I was preaching somewhere in the Deep South. And I figured out later on that he had an Indian family that moved into the apartment next door to him. Because he was was calling them... uh, I'm not going to even use the term... Sand inward. You know the term? Sand inward. Inward. Sand, you know. A bunch of them living next door to me. That crazy music they play. And they're always burning some kind of stinky incense. And when they cook, it smells so. So, in other words, I hate everything about them because they're not like me. Their bodies are darker than mine. What they consume for food is different from mine. You know, I'm over here frying up chicken, potatoes and, and beans, and they're over there cooking some sort of curry. You know, So I hate them. I can't stand them. And because I don't like them, I don't like anybody that's like that. That is the biggest problem we face in the world. Hate cannot exist on the spiritual platform. When you get off the material bodily platform, uh, it can't go with you. It can't make that transition. Hate cannot uh, tag along for the ride. You lose that. Uh, hold that. Let me let me move on because I'm, as usual, taking too long. Um, All right, I like what this Prabhupada uh, says this. Let me ask you guys, just to see how much you retain. You didn't know this was going to be a quiz, did you? Mm -mm. First six chapters of the Bhagavad Gita talk about one thing. The middle six chapters of the Bhagavad Gita talk about another thing. And the final six chapters of the Bhagavad Gita talk about something else. Does anyone remember what those are? We should learn these. We should, As we read Bhagavad Gita more and more, Prabhupada points it out here, but we should learn. The first part of the book deals with certain things. Middle part of the book deals with something else. And then the last six chapters. So, since there are no hands in the air, you know what
2: they are? The middle six is bhakti. Anitai knows all three groups. Yeah, If he shows up, he knows all three. <laughs> Let me go on. Uh,
0: chapters 1 through 6. Krishna talks, he teaches the living entities and the position of which uh, the living entities and the position by which he can understand the Supreme Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Your position. Okay? Of understanding Krishna in the middle six, that's why a lot of people that have read the Bhagavad Gita for a couple of years or so, they'll say, man, you know, whenever I read Bhagavad Gita, I can't wait to get through the first six chapters. Because when when we get into, oh, leave me alone. (laughs) I sending a message. I don't want to talk to you. I hate you. (laughs) I said I was there. I'm just saying you ought to go there. (laughs) Middle uh, six chapters, uh, discusses Krishna and his relationship between him and the soul, we the living entities, through devotional service. That's why a lot of people can't wait. Now, I've never felt that way because the first chapter is sweet in that it sets things up. Second chapter is a summary. It gives you everything. Why well, you can learn to be an expert preacher of Krishna consciousness by reading the second chapter. Then if you go and read the 18th chapter, because he does it again, you see, but everything, the whole thing is really sweet. So in that uh, middle six chapters, Krishna's talking about how we relate in loving devotional service. You know, he gets a little... He goes a little Krishna on us. Oh. <laughs> you know, Oh, he's so dear to me. You know, you know. <clears throat> so he starts to show his heart. And then in uh, chapters 13 through 18, the superior position of Krishna and the subordinate position of the living. Establishes his superiority in your subordinate position. But that's after he's talked about He's explained that uh, subordinate position through devotional service, you see. It's not like God telling you, all right, look, you're under my thumb. Deal with it. No, it's through loving devotional service, you know. So I always find that interesting to, uh, to remember.
2: Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Alright, next one is
0: You should give me five because you should answer this question. <laughs> Verse three, Krishna says, Oh sign of Mark. You should understand that I am also the knower of all binds. And to understand this law, right? Krishna's throwing his opinion out. Remember, he did that in the last chapter. That is my my opinion.
2: opinion.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) Krishna's, he's so cute in his way. That's my opinion. You know, not like you better. (laughs) No, that's my opinion. So those who love him will, will grasp that as absolute truth. Uh. Those who are maybe a little impersonal, maybe it could be somewhat true. You know, I'm quite, i quite. I might agree with that. You see, the devotees accept of Krishna's word as absolute. You see, those who are devoted, mm-hmm. you know, with devotion comes that absolute position because of our love and uh, our attraction to Krishna. Whatever he says, you know, it's just. That's the truth. He's the supreme, absolute truth. Then, if I'm uh, impersonal, then, or agni, you just want to get knowledge, then you know maybe we can debate that. Well, that's debatable. You ever have anybody say that when you're preaching to them? Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's debatable. All right. You're going to debate God. Okay. <laughs> So, any questions on that verse? Time's up. What, what uh, chapter and verse are you on? Uh, I'm going now, um, uh, we're, this is the summary of chapter 13. Oh, okay. And we're, we're going to be doing verses 6 and 7 right now. Oh, thank you. 6 and 7 are combined together. Oh. Uh, Krishna continues. The five great elements. Boy, this is, you got to wrap your mind around this. The five great elements. False ego, intelligence, the unmanifested, the ten senses, and the mind, the five sense objects, desire, hatred, happiness, distress, the aggregate, the life symptoms, and convictions. All these are considered, in summary, to be the field of activities and its interactions. These are your your body. This is the interactions that you use the body for. Let me read those again. False ego. Who I believe I am. Why I am an American. I am a scientist. Or I'm a automobile mechanic or I'm a male, I'm a female, I'm an earthling, I'm a human, I'm a dog, I'm a cat. You know, Hmm. so who you misbelieve that you are. False ego. And then um, Intelligence. What is intelligence? We sometimes misunderstand Uh, our own language. If you're uh, an army commander and the enemy is on the other side of the hill, what do you need? You need some intel. intel. I need some intelligence. That doesn't mean I'm stupid. Well, I graduated from West Point with honors. But I need some intelligence. So I need you and you go over there. How many people are there? What kind of weaponry do they have? You know, if you can get some idea how much food they have, supply lines. You see what? I need intel. So if you know that and I don't, then pertaining to that subject, you have more intelligence than I do. doesn't mean I'm stupid and you're smart. You see what I mean? So these are this word intelligence applies to material intelligence things that you know material now you don't need any material intelligence all you need is spiritual intelligence starting with i am not this body <laughs> i'm part and parcel of krishna he's my lord he's the most lovable most attractive object that's real knowledge and everything else, Krishna says, is ignorance. It's lack of knowledge. I mean, you may know about the, the material world. You get a gold star. You know? You know how to tune up a car. And you know how to build a bomb. And you know how to do this. And you know how to, But I don't know any of that. The only thing I know is I'm serving a Krishna eternally. But you guys are a lot smarter than me. See what
1: I mean? Yeah. Um. Say you only know, in, of it because I mean we do live here, so I'm thinking like you know basic things like taking care of my body, taking care of finances. Yeah. That's like material, and I don't know. Just I feel like that's important. What did you? Not mean? for the devotee,
0: it's not. For the devotee, that's not material. Oh. If you're um, if you're using your body in devotional service, then it's devotional service to take care of the body properly. It's if you go too crazy with and too fixed on just me and my body and, and to keeping it in shape and blah, 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 then you've kind of deviated away to serving you and your body, and that becomes sense gratification. You see, most people go to the gym for sense gratification. You know, most people do. I'll get something out of this that will help me enjoy. So, but a devotee is thinking, I need to remain fit to do my service. Uh, I have uh, income. Uh, I'm a devotee of Krishna. I know. I want to know how to manage my income properly. Because this is a reward that is coming to me from Krishna. It's Krishna's resource that I'm getting. And so the least I can do is manage it properly. I mean, if I squander it and then say, well, I'm charitable. You know what you gave away so much that you don't have. That's charity in the mode of ignorance. See, even charity can be goodness, bad, bad. goodness, passion, or ignorance, you see. So, no, you need to learn certain things that apply to your devotional service, and that will help you in your devotional service. Yeah.
2: When you talked about intelligence, like you talked about knowledge, but what about intelligence as in uh, curiosity or wisdom?
0: It uh, depends if it's material or spiritual. Spiritual curiosity, uh, Kind of trumps. Uh, I guess I shouldn't use that word. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it used to be that, you know, it's superior. you know you you laid a ten down, I laid down an ace, and then somebody plays a trump card. Well, that means the trump card wins everything. Well, nowadays people don't like that, you know why? Because they mind, they've learned
2: to hate. <laughs> you know, God, it's fun to hate. You know, supersedes.
0: Huh? Supersedes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, depends on if it's. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if we should spend a whole lot of time on this because as usual I'm not doing a very good job. You can't trust me to get through things quickly, I guess. You know, I'm just I was trying to be very disciplined. You know, but <laughs> So can
1: I address this question about intelligence? Yeah, yeah. Can I say something? So if we're using our intelligence, like um, Paramahansa, to discriminate between that which is knowledge and that which is not knowledge, then everything is gained Because you can learn from everything.
2: Right? It's level, yeah.
1: Right. So to have curiosity and interest in everything, when you're... Krishna conscious it's perfectly alright because you're constantly discriminating that which is absolute and that which is material and so you're constantly in school and constantly learning and I would think it's like treading water right you keep getting up a little higher and higher and
0: yeah and then you'll have you'll go way high yeah. and plateau for a while And then way, I mean, way higher
1: high
0: yeah and then that you can have a little right. bit of
1: a then the tsunami will come
0: with spiritual advancement the way it goes is you you generally get what seems to be a lot and you feel like you, you've been elevated to a real high platform and then you kind of tread water for a while and uh, and then you have another one as the years go by you'll have these other things that'll skyrocket you up and then when you have a slight setback even though you're you've gone like you uh, you've been doing that for decades, you may have a slight setback where you only fall back about that much. But it seems so deep. You say, it seems like, oh, I just went all the way back to square one. But you didn't. You just had one, but it seemed like it to you. If you're sincere. If you're insincere, then you'll rationalize and blame others. So, all right. Um, should we talk more about this? This is a deep verse. Or should I go on and cover some ground? Because we don't have a whole lot of time. This is your class for whatever you want to speak about. It is it's not like that. Uh, I can kind of shorten this. I mean, I can go through. Actually, if I remember correctly, in this um, purport, he says you can study these. Uh, Bhagavad Gita gives you a summary of these elements. You know, I'll run, run through them again. Krishna says the five great elements, false ego, intelligence, the unmanifested, uh, the ten senses, and the mind, the five sense objects, uh, desire. Some people say, wait a minute, where do you get ten senses? Well, that's explained here. <laughs> you know. But there are uh, ten, you know, I don't think I should go into explaining explain <laughs> It's in, it's in, you know.
2: But there really.
0: I think we read it. And you that read it, yeah. In a previous, yeah. But uh, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on that. But, you know, the ten cents, ob- uh, the, the five cents objects, Desire, hatred. See, he throws hatred at it. Desire and hatred. Happiness, distress, the aggregate. The life symptoms and and the convictions, all these are considered, in summary, to be the field of activities and its interactions. So see what you will do with them. That's your field. That's your world. Your world is, uh, uh, to navigate this material world is this field of yours, this body. Do with it as you will, you see. If you decide, I want to go back to Krishna, then you will use the uh, the body, you will accumulate intelligence that will take you that way. You see? If you want to be a doctor, you'll accumulate intelligence uh, about medicine. And you'll go learn from a qualified doctor. Same thing if you want to be an accountant, automobile mechanic, a lawyer, whatever. And if you want spiritual life, you want God, then you'll acquire knowledge about God from someone who has it to give to you. Other than that, if you're not uh, really sincere, then speculation is okay. Gone. Just speculative knowledge. And I'll associate with people, and they speculate too. So let me see if I can out-speculate them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You see? I mean, the world is full of this. You can, you can tell when you have a, a group and you say, what is your conception of God? Well, I think, huh, well, hold on. You're going to speculate, you know? You need, they, they should at least give you a warning, like a, a road sign. Warning, speculations ahead. <laughs> warning, wet pavement. You
2: know.
0: So, I mean, really, if you're sincere, it's just like if you're trying to learn medicine, you're trying to learn how to heal people. And you say to, the, to your doctor that's teaching you in your university, and you're paying them a lot of money for it, you know, what about this and this? And he says, I think,
2: wait a minute, I want you
0: to tell me how it is. You know, I mean, isn't that true? You're going to learn computer science or, I mean, you name it. You can't, when the guy says, well, it could be, or I think, from my perception, hold it. You know, that's just maybe something we do over drinks at happy hour. I think this, you think that. That's like saying, I think the Cowboys are going to make a comeback and walk away with the Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah, well, I think it's going to be, give me another football. The Patriots. The Patriots are going to do it, you know. I'll bet he's a Patriots, man. He's from Boston. So you see what I mean? So, but if you want to get into the, if you want to sincerely achieve Krishna, then speculation is not acceptable. But if it's kind of fun to talk about God, doesn't I talk about spiritual life? Because I want to be seen as a spiritualist. I want you to see me as a spiritualist. So I'm going to talk about that. And then if neither one of us is really sincere about actually having God in our our embrace, then we can sit and speculate, speculate, you see, and just go on and on and feel good, you see. Oh, I love this verse. I've given class on this verse so many times throughout the decades. This is marvelous. Uh, and you can give many different titles to it for a, for a class. This is wonderful. This is, um, I think it's verse 8 through 10, uh, 8 through 12. you, know, just listen to this. Krishna says, humility, pridelessness, nonviolence, Tolerance, simplicity, approaching a bona fide spiritual master. In other words, don't speculate. Cleanliness, steadiness, self-control, renunciation of the objects of sense gratification, absence of false ego. The perception of of the evil of birth and death old age and disease, detachment, freedom from entanglement with children and wife, home and the rest. I'll explain that later because some people might go, <gasps> <laughs> even, uh, even mindedness amid pleasant and unpleasant events. Whether it's going your way or not. How to remain equipoised Hold on. Let me finish the verse. Hold that thought. Constant and unalloyed devotion to me. Aspiring to be in a solitary place. Detachment from the general mass of people. Acceptance. uh, Accepting the importance of self-realization. And philosophical, uh, philosophical search for the absolute truth. Not Absolute speculation, absolute truth. All these I declare to be knowledge. And besides this, whatever there may be is ignorance. I mean, that says a lot. And these are things that those who are sincere on the devotional path, we want to be humble. We want to be prideless. Now this goes against what they'll teach you in, in business school. To be proud of your achievements. If you're a materialist, yeah, you're gonna have to fight it out with other guys and comp- competing for a this or that. But if you're just a devotee of Krishna, prideless, pridelessness will, will go away. You know, it'll, it will go away if you let it. <laughs> the closer you get to Krishna, how can you have great pride? when you're standing there eyeball to eyeball with the supreme personality of Godhead, the most beautiful, most amazing, charming, loving uh, entity. You know, how are you going to play your one-upsmanship with him?
2: Huh? Get
0: out of here. So you left it a long time ago when you started going towards him. The closer you get, you know, it's like... Um, A snowball, the the closer it gets to the fire, the more it melts. (laughs) You see, it doesn't even have to get all the way to the fire before it's gone. So, uh, nonviolence. Yes, if you're a spiritualist, you will be nonviolent. To all living entities, not just the human beings. To all living entities, not just those who are your same color. Or political affiliation, or nationality, or 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 we can go on and on. In other words, when I trans- when I become spiritual, I've transcended the bodily platform, and now I can be not really nonviolent. If I don't get off the bodily platform, I will remain quasi nonviolent. I think we should treat children better okay I want to be non-violent I want to give ahimsa to children or women or this race or that race. You see what I mean but I'm not talking about those guys over there those are the ones we save to hate gotta hate somebody everybody knows that life isn't any fun without it and if you don't have it there's gonna be somebody you'll run into that'll stir it up within you you
2: know
0: but not for the devotee. The devotee doesn't hate. And when I say the devotee doesn't hate, that means it does He doesn't hate anything or anybody. He doesn't hate. That doesn't mean he may, may. He may not get upset with someone if they're offending a, another uh, entity. He'll be upset with you. But I don't hate you. You know. I'm going to help you. But you may be so dangerous to me that I may not be able to help you, and I may need to avoid you. But I still don't hate you. Can you imagine a situation like that? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm walking in the desert, I come across one of our Western down and back rattlesnakes. You know? And I I think,
2: wow, how
0: beautiful they are. Mm -hmm. You ever see one? Oh, they're beautiful. But don't get close. And I don't hate them. He he could kill me. A lot of times they just most of the time they just ignore you. They put you on ignore. You know. That's yeah, that router that Kesha showed you. Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm-hmm. You know, Two of them
2: on the same day. Yeah. yeah.
0: Most of the time they're just crawling, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't even care that you're there. But. Uh, doesn't mean that I can go embrace them. I can't say, "Hey, little snake, put her there. Give me five. You know, take him home, feed him. You know, no matter what good I do, we cannot become friends. We—it's not going to work. So I—it's—I'm best to avoid him. You see what I mean? space. Yeah, but I don't have to hate him. I can feel some love for him but I can't embrace it. I mean, I, you know, I'm sorry for trespassing in your front yard, but I'm out here wandering around, and I'm, I'm on my way. I'm, see ya. You know? Om Shanti om. So, you no, know, why should we hate? So, uh, any questions about this verse? Yes. Yeah. The section where it the part where it says about the evil of birth and death and old age and disease, um, especially the birth and death one. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because many people think uh, getting reincarnated is really cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> they don't realize the pain involved with the, with the process. Yeah, when Prabhupada was talking to the Beatles, Rinko Starr, uh, John and Paul and George, they could understand, you know, uh, taking birth after birth. And Ringo Star said, Oh, uh, I've kind of always wanted to be a bird. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Ringo was kind of like, uh, after being Ringo. So uh, Some people may think, yeah, I'd like to be an eagle. Fly real high? Well, then you you gotta take a berth. So here's you in an egg for a, a long time. And you're lucky if something doesn't raid the nest and eat you. But if you make it, then you got to learn to fly. You got to learn to survive. don't you know, learn to survive. Don't get shot. Don't get killed. Don't get eaten by something that uh, who's you're on their menu. You see that most animals are on somebody's menu. So, and then you, old age comes and death. So it's not a good deal. Just to. And the thing of it is, you already were a bird. You already already were an eagle. Millions of times, you've been through this eight million four hundred thousand species so many times. I mean, you can't even count how many times you've gone through them all in these billions, trillions of lifetimes that you've had. You've gone. You've been everywhere. You've been in every planet. In every solar system, in every form of life, there is. You've been there and done it all. And you can stay here and keep on doing it as long as you want. Or you can leave whenever you want. See? So, to understand the evil uh, of birth, death, old age, and disease. Just to understand it. You know, we can't glorify it. It's not glory. The only th- glorious thing about living a long life is it may give you a longer time to serve Krishna.
1: You're to suffer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the devotee kind of goes beyond suffering. Uh, you may... I don't know how to make that. Anyway, <laughs> you may... Um, as we get older, especially, seeking for myself, someday you're going to get older, I too. I have gotten older this yeah. year, big time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so am I. Worry. I feel like I gained f- uh, five years in one year this year. But uh, on the, the suffering, the amounts of different things that are suffering about the body uh, grow. But the actual suffering... I was just I I always feel you know I should feel worse than I do according to what the doctor said you know I should feel but yet my plan when I came away from the doctor this year is I don't care what you say I'm amping up my service I'm going to amp it up I'm going to travel more I'm about to take on a whole other service for the GBC it's going to take a lot of
1: do you think that as we get older, as the ages that you and I are um, at, that the mercy and the tests are greater, the, um, that what's called on you to have that attitude to overcome, to to be you know, they may kind be to yourself, I guess?
0: Yeah, they say. may be, but you're battle-hardened by this time. You know? Um, yeah. You're back, you're, Do you think that no, I can't answer this question? So in the beginning of a warrior's career, he's a little shaky at what's going to happen out there on the battlefield.
2: Uh-huh.
0: But if you make it decade after decade, you become a seasoned warrior, uh-huh. then things okay. are different. I
1: like that.
0: You see what I mean? Like so, that. yeah, you, the, the intensity of the suffering may increase, but you're, well, I, you're, you're change, ready for it.
1: Change the word from suffering to challenge, try, um, I don't even have the right yeah, word. Yeah, challenges. Challenges, try, like tests. Like, do you think, like, the more advanced you are, if I'm not speaking about myself, I'm just speaking about you guys that have been devotees tests. for 50 years, that the tests become tests later?
0: That's the magic word. Yeah. Because suffering pretty much goes away. Yeah, suffering. And when you become sincere, Krishna tells Maya, Go away. This one's Mm mine. So, Krishna deals with you. Now, Maya may throw a little something in at a weak moment. mm -hmm. If you ever start wanting to get away from Krishna, then Maya's always there for you with open arms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Come. My dear one, you know you want some of me. I can show you ecstasy. So, she's always there. Uh, But... Krishna will test you by uh, apparent challenges.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what he's
0: really meaning. Now, what does Krishna want to do that for? Make you more surrendered, more humble. Yeah, and that, and to taste that love Mm -hmm. when his tests Mm -hmm. fail. Mm -hmm. He'll never give you a test that you can't pass. But when you pass those tests, he feels this, oh, she loves me. You know, oh, this is so sweet. Just see my devotee. I can throw anything at my devotee, and they will, they'll always surrender to me. They'll always come to me. Oh, just see. It gives him, it enhances his ecstasy. So there will be tests. Uh, as you get older, as a devotee, uh, the suffering will be pains in the heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, the body may hurt, but that's it. Right, I
1: like that. That's But really it's like going to
0: be yeah. pains in the heart.
1: Yeah.
0: Why? What give, gives me pain in the heart? Krishna. Someone that I care for is suffering. You know? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help. Please, mm-hmm. empower me. This pain won't go away till I can do my service, and my service is to save this person. There's not a greater pain; it's it can cripple. So, I mean, the heart doesn't seem to get a callus on it, you know, to where, I mean, the rest of you do. You know, you get used to the <laughs> the creaky joints and everything. Yeah, you get, but when that. Pain, the suffering that you feel. I sound like Bill Clinton here, don't I? The suffering of others that you feel, but never, uh, and that's your only real suffering. You see, so and that causes you to submit more and more to Krishna. Please, I I really need you here. So I'm not asking, but well, I need you to give me money, or give me this, or give me give me give, give me the resources to. So your service, like
1: service is the medicine for aging. You can never retire from devotional right. service, right?
0: Right. I'm trying to follow in Prabhupada's footsteps. What did he do when he turned 69? He amped up his service. Mm-hmm. He left India and traveled the world and made this, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm 71, mm-hmm. and I'm going to amp it up again. I've done this before. I'm going to do it again. I'm just going to turn up the volume, mm-hmm. you know. We'll see. <laughs> and if that's Krishna's desire, I think it is, then I'll be okay. I'll eat a proper diet, take whatever medicine I have to do, and exercise, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to spend too much of my time worrying about diet, exercise, duh, duh, duh. I don't have time for that. But I'm going to do the adequate. I'm going to do the needful. Mm-hmm. Prabhupada already showed us how to do that. You know he went through the same thing I'm going through right now I just want to follow he set the example When you say the same thing you mean the same th- type of uh, health condition or something else very similar health conditions. Heart, you know? heart heart and diabetes oh, I see yeah.
2: yeah you should want to exercise exercise is perfect for both of those problems oh yeah and bro always went on morning walks and stuff They showed you should exercise. Prabhupada said said
0: that there were three things that that extended his life daily walk, uh, daily massage. I don't know how I'm going to arrange that, but he had people who could do that. And Ayurvedic medicine. Now, that doesn't mean that he was an Ayurvedic medicine fanatic, but he knew the science of Ayurveda, and he would go to an Ayurvedic doctor and say, I have this and I have that. And Prabhupada practiced, uh, um, he, he had a very prophylactic approach to his health. Don't wait until you have symptoms, take precautions. He was a chemist, right? Yeah. Pharmacist. He was a pharmacist. He understood, you know. So, I mean, was he an expert Ayurvedic uh, physician? No. But he knew how to listen to an Ayurvedic, a good Ayurvedic physician, see. So, where's,
2: uh, a 2 more He left. Did you need anything, Gurdjieff? Uh, we usually try to wrap it up about six o'clock. <clears throat> so we okay. got about 15 minutes till. All right.
0: Okay. Any questions so far? Comments? We're exploring the mind. <laughs> We're exploring.
1: Oh, okay, Krishna like, says. Day, hmm? that make the yeah, the oh, yeah, yeah. Video.
0: If your family, if you have a wife and children, uh, and as Bhakti knows says, home and hearth for your uh, sense gratification, well, then you're pretty much on the same level as the animals. They have, they mate and they find a place to sleep. We're just a little bit more sophisticated, but to the devotee, he sees everything as an opportunity to advance in Krishna consciousness. The advantage of having a devoted spiritual wife is that the two of you, husband and wife, can go back to Godhead together. You not only have people that you may associate with at the temple or on Facebook or whatever that are helping you in your spiritual life, but you have someone right there in your house. Therefore, your offspring will also be devotees. And so the spiritual conversations and realizations you can share with your children are phenomenal. It's phenomenal. The greatest reward that a father can have is to hear one of his children preach Krishna consciousness. I mean, it makes you feel like, damn, my duty is is done. Same thing when a guru hears his disciples preaching. So nicely, you think, ah, oh, there's, what better taste? The devotee keeps experiencing things that he thinks, oh, Krishna, how could it get any better? How could my life get any better? It, it, it just can't. I know it will because it has been. I just don't know what's going to happen next, but Krishna, you can stop it right here. I'm satisfied. I'm grateful, you see. But, the, but more will come. And we'll keep Krishna continue showering you with mercy. The more you're grateful and appreciative, he amps it up. He's just that kind of guy, you know. Krishna wants you to feel that way. You and that is your entitlement as an eternal living entity, as a spirit soul. You're entitled. You're entitled to sat chit ananda. Sat is eternality. You are eternal. Nothing can change that. She is full knowledge, knowledge of everything spiritual. As Krishna says, these are the things, these are knowledge, and everything else is ignorance. You're entitled to have this knowledge of God. This is yours. <clears throat> You're just getting it back. You already have it. And Ananda, you are entitled to be eternally blissful which is, is way beyond happy. It's way beyond, you know, pleasure, bliss, ecstasy. That is your entitlement, you see. So uh, things like wife uh, and children uh, can be a, a, a source of great pain. I mean, I know so many people whose children have given them nothing but suffering, you know. And they're on their third wife or their third husband. They've had all these ups and downs. You meet someone, you think, oh, you're the one. And then the next thing you know, where is that? Well, what a jerk that person turned out to be, you know. Long, drawn-out divorce. You know, you see what I mean? Yeah. So then for
1: the... Wife, would the would you replace those words with husband and children?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If the husband is helping you in your spiritual life, then he's a dear friend. That will give that will add something to a relationship, some ingredients that are essential for, for love to bloom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Admiration, respect, trust. You know, same thing husband to wife. When the the husband sees this in his wife, he's like, wow, you know, I'm I'm amazed at you. You know, I've had uh, devotee uh, friends of mine that we've been devotees for, you know, going on 50 years, and so I've seen them uh, in their lives and uh, sometimes I'll be traveling through some place and see an old friend and get to associate with them and their wife you know and maybe I helped them become devotees back so long ago I saw their children become devotees and I'm seeing their grandchildren become devotees I'll say something about one of my friends I'll say something you know about his wife and he'll say she still amazes me what? You've been married how long now? 40-something, you know, approaching 50 years, and she still amazes you? You know, when I met them, she was a pretty young girl, and now she's an old woman. <laughs> she still amazes him, and she'll tell you the same thing. Now, they probably won't say that in the presence of the other, you know, they may say it to one another when there's nobody else around. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the reward of, of spiritual realization in a, uh, in a shared thing. When two people gain knowledge of God together, there's no way. If nothing is going to bind these two people together. say more than that. Alrighty. So okay. Oh did you
1: I have a question like but what if the wife and the other family members are not supportive
0: of I mean this spiritual books and literature? Then you have to tolerate. You have responsibility. You have responsibility to wife and family members. You have to tolerate that. See? Okay. Is it the best? No. No? But if you're um, humble, tolerant, if you're all those things that we, and if you live that, if you you live the book after you read the book, then in time they will learn to admire, respect, trust. You know, people may, may say, yeah, my dad's a religious wacko. Hare Krishna, but I'll tell you what, you know, he talks the talk and he walks the walk. My my dad's a good man. You'll never find a better one. Well, do you uh, agree with this philosophy? I don't know. A few years ago, I would have said, hell no. But now I have to say, I can see what it does to him. You see what I mean? And you know what? As they get older, they wish they had a life like you. When uh, shortly before my mother left her body, she was never very religious, but before she died, she told me uh, I was sitting beside her bed, and she said, "I am so glad." Out of out of nowhere, she's you know opens her eyes. She said, "I am so glad that you did this, Hare Krishna." And I said, first I thought, well you could have said that 40 years ago. (laughs) 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 Or 20 or 10 (laughs) but now is good. And I said, Really? (laughs) Why, Mom? And she said, and she looked I could see tears. She said, because you had such a wonderful life. My other children never have the life that you had. You should have taken them too.
2: But I tried, Mom.
0: <laughs> I mean she was she was, you know, really, you know, patting my hand I and mean, she was feeling this. It, you you made me so happy because you had such a wonderful life. And it hurts that my other children didn't have the life you had. Now that's the life after I left home. My life at home was not very good. Her choice of husbands wasn't very good. You know, her luck with men was... The stepfather she married after my dad was... I mean, my dad was bad enough, but my stepfather was horrible. <laughs> so, And yet, she didn't lament by saying, I'm sorry to give you such a terrible childhood. No, she saw the aggregate that like you had such a wonderful life. And you know, so does that make any sense? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's talk about Super Soul a little bit. Krishna says, everywhere are his hands and legs, his eyes, heads, and faces, and he has ears everywhere. In this way, the super soul exists, pervading everything. So, um, if the devotee, the true spiritualist, can see God in everything and everywhere, immediately that will make you an environmentalist will mm-hmm. Because all these resources, these things that I see are resources, are actually Krishna's resources. You see? They belong to him. So if I am to use them, I'm to use them in his service, with respect. And if I see all souls as equal, parts and parcel of Krishna, I won't mistreat children, women, animals, on and on and on. You see what I mean? If you can come to this spiritual understanding, then you are out for everybody's rights. You're a champion of everyone's rights, including the environment. You see this, this is Krishna. This is his energy, see? This world is his. And whatever, if I'm to use these resources, it's only fair that I use them as an offering to him and his service. You see? So it takes care of any, anything. Therefore, we, the devotees of Krishna, don't pursue any one path. We're for animals' rights. Well, we are, but that we're for everybody's rights. Every living entity. You know? This Prabhupada said you should feed everyone in a 10 mile radius. Not just the poor. Everyone. Rich guy, too. You know, if Bill Gates lived around here, we should offer him prasadam. See, we don't discriminate. We were looking for everyone's advancement. You see? So, you see, everyone. We're not envious. You know, Bill Gates has so much money. How come he's got so much? Why can't we have some of that money? You know, I'm going to vote for the guy that says he's going to take some of that rich guy's money and give it to me. Although they never say that. You ever notice the politicians say there ought to be a high tax on people that make over, say, $10 million. First of all, he says, there's an income disparity, you know, you only have so much, and that guy has so many mega millions. We ought to put a tax on that money. And you're thinking, yeah, that's good for me. But the politician is going to get the money. Hello, wake up. The government will get that tax. Oh, I have faith that it will come to me. you right. Have we ever seen that? You know, it's not going to happen, so don't for that a rich guy we love him too he got there by karma yeah. maybe he did some uh, criminal things but he had the karma to be successful and he will pay if he misused that money yeah. karma applies to him you know you had the karma you got the money you misused it. Okay, next birth is coming. Right. <laughs> you don't have to deal with these guys, you know? Trying to make them Krishna conscious. All right, according to the old clock on the wall, it's time, what do we got halfway through? So, almost. So, any questions before we go our separate ways? Comments? Thank you. It's good to be with Criticism, you. you Criticism? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time.
1: Um, Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Thank you. Travel safely. Thank you, safe. Safe. Thank you good. all so much. You.
1: How's it going? How's good. You good. You. To good good. Good. All boys. All good. Good. All All
2: I'm just going to run to the, um, and then run to the yeah, band yeah. really quick. Cool. and just drop off a few instruments. Yeah, i be back like two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to run to the All right, good to me. It was uh, it was. It was a, like a, it was a thing. Like, well, for, there's, there's a history about it. From old Batman intelligence hearings. Yeah. Well, there was this episode, and he could just dance, kind of a bat dance. Oh. Oh. That's where, that's where read it came. It? That's where originally originally so, came from. It became popular. Uh, it became popular in yeah. Pulp Fiction when John Travolta was dancing and That'd he did that. But that's where he got it. Wow! my God.
1: Yeah. songs also they use some Yeah, so I've seen it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: We have we Harinam have, we have at 6.30, if anybody wants to join us. We're we going sit, sit down, Harinam. i just do second go to answer the it's call the manager. Manager. I don't
0: know, I should call him. Yeah, you should call him and
2: ask him. Yeah.